Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. Hope you're having a great day, and I trust you are enjoying it, whatever day it is. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you happen to listen to the podcast. I'm just glad you're here, and I hope you got uh, that cup of tea or cup of coffee going. We're going to start a series on the Ten Commandments in this episode, so we do, we'll look at the first one today, and then for the next uh, ten episodes, we'll do those uh, commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse number 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. It doesn't matter too much who is in what position in our lives until we settle the matter of who is on first, or who is in control. Who, who, who has first place in our lives? If anyone or anything occupies first place in our lives ahead of God, then our lives are out of balance and that will cause us to be out of control. God wants to tell us, you know, you know put him first in our lives. That's what he wants to tell us. Put, us first, put him first and, and he'll get the honor and glory that he rightly deserves. In verse 3, God's requirement is very simple. He demands to be first place in every area of our lives. He knows that all men must have a God of some sort, and he demands that it be himself. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 14, we see that God's a jealous God. God alone is worthy of our love and devotion, and he's not interested in having anyone else take away that from him. Uh, Someone would ask, well, is there only one God? Yes, there's only one true living God, but there are many false gods. Alan Redpath uh, wrote the following, Our God is the thing or the person which we think most precious, for whom we would make the greatest sacrifice, who moves our heart with the warmest love. He is the person or thing that if lost will leave us desolate. Martin Luther said, Whatever we make the most of is our God. Now man by nature, we're created uh, to be worshipped. To, to be worshiping something, we're, we're, we're made that way. God made us that way to worship Him, but we we go off and find other things, other people to give the worship He desires to that thing. And um, here are a number of things that we can elevate, like put in the wrong status in our lives, and you know they end up being like God to us, the God of pleasure. Uh, Philippians chapter three verse eighteen: For many walk of whom I've told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose belly, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. You know, pleasure is like a drug. It often requires more to get the same effect. You do it once, you're like, wow, that's amazing. But then you have to do more and more of it to reach that pinnacle that you did before and that includes uh, sensual, sports, entertainment. So we, we put those things in higher position than they're supposed to be. And then we get ourselves in big trouble. Then we put them ahead as God. The God of possessions. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Many in our day, in our North American society, set up possessions as their God. 
we we just see it happening all around us maybe it's cars maybe it's houses well houses not so much where we live because they're so expensive but you know what i'm saying we just have this issue uh in our north american society in particular we're so blessed we have so much and people place money in that same uh with possessions i need more money money's my god um and and it's no problem to see that you look on social media wherever you see it you got to have more 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 um you know the list really is endless a man can make a god about out of anything Uh, but we must allow ourselves no god but the almighty Uh, if we conducted a poll today and asked each person that we know uh, to name the person or thing that dom- that dominates their lives, their answers would be different. There's no doubt, but we need to make sure that it needs to be God. We would get different answers, but we it needs to be God. That's who's the one who dominates our lives. Uh, God can make this demand of Israel because He had paid the price for them. He had purchased them uh, to you know them to purchase them unto himself and he chose them he loved them he delivered them he blessed them and they owed him that reverence and worship how much more do we the the blood-bought church of jesus christ owe to him just think for a moment because we forget these things and me just as much as anybody else who's listening he paid a price he gained down from heaven he endured poverty and hardship he was rejected by his very people. He came to save. He was scourged. He was humiliated. He, cruci- he was crucified. He died. He loves us. He receives us. He saves us. He cleanses us and forgives us of every sin. And when we accept Christ as Savior, he keeps us. He's not going to let us go. He has every right to demand our worship. You know, and there's only two possible responses that we can give the Lord. We, man can continue to place everything before in the world before God. So that's rebellion. And that always leads to a horrible place. If you're a Christian and you rebel against what God has for you, well, it's chastisement. If you're lost, then the reward or the destiny is hell. It's not a reward. It's the destiny. It's the choice. Or man can comply with god's demands and do what is just and right and knowing christ as savior we'd be have a blessed life a glorious eternity you know i mean it's amazing so as you look at your own heart right now we need to make sure that we don't have any gods any idols set up in our lives the only solution is to get rid of them if we do have those gods in our lives uh, replace them with god uh, you know, making sure that God has the preeminence in our lives. All right. Remember, he's a jealous God. He won't tolerate anyone else but himself on the throne of your heart. So I hope that's been a help to you. So next time we'll examine commandment number two. And until then, keep exploring the word and God bless.